Disgusting Baseball. This is episode 205. I am your host, Matt Lyons. In on this, our last episode before the regular season, we've got some finalized rosters to talk about. We'll look at the possibility of Ahmed Rosario being extended and what that could mean for the Guardians and their many, many infield prospects. We'll wrap up our over-under previews for the year, and we'll give some bold predictions for 2023 with a little bit of a twist at the end. Uh, joining me for all that and more, another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? Living the dream, Matt. How about you? Uh, Are you excited about the big defenders game, man? The one that I I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in. I'm, I'm I'm literally half paying attention to this, so I can watch <laughs> on ESPN Plus on my phone at the same time. <laughs> Listen, the We're, XFL is the real league. We are all defenders today. I guess I mean it's either that or you watch. I don't know if you can watch the last Guardian Spring Training game, but um, I'm probably good. Ick Ben Ein defenders, you know things like that. I don't know. I keep on going down a list of things where we say nice things. I'm also making bread, so it's a big night for me. Like, are you making a sourdough bread? or did Of course, mean, Matt. Yeah. I'm not some nerd who has to use yeast like a loser. Were you one of the ones that started that in like 2020 or did you do that before or after? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of those nerds, huh? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I made soda bread last week. That turned out pretty good. Ooh, I think we considered doing sourdough bread and I looked at like just the minimum effort it took and I was out immediately. It is. Just... It's more effort than you'd think to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I make it, I'm like, how do they eat bread back in the old days? This is insane. But yeah. That's why they loved it so much when it first came out. It was, it was great. Finally, we had to work for it. I'm like, now you go down to the store, you know? Which way, Western man? What's going on here? <laughs> That's why the uh, sliced bread was a big deal, man. Mm-hmm. So we'll just finish up. I think first we'll start with uh, our over-unders. We've got two left so far. We've, I'm pretty sure we got everybody else on the show. We did everybody in post on CoveringTheCorner.com. But these will be the last two for the show. We're just looking through, going down. Just a different way to preview the season, looking at the players. Looking at the war total through zips and just giving a quick over under what we think. First one, Nick Sandlin. Like many relievers, again, it's it's kind of weird. To, <laughs> who the hell knows? Does he pitch 52 games, 49 innings? I'm uh, sure. Maybe why not? For some reason, I thought he was injured. I forgot he was fine coming into the spring. I'm so used to seeing him injured now at this point, I think, that I thought he was. But he's not. He's healthy. Um, 4.02 ERA is his projection. A flat zero war. So basically, do you think he'll be worth anything as a reliever in 2023? Or do you think he'll be under for... Uh, the season that's a great question because he's kind of a smoke and mirrors pitcher to some degree you know you go get him last year 2.25 era 3.36 expected era 3.68 fip and 4.23 expected fip or fip however you want to call it so um you know i mean, really got his brown ball right up i think he'll be worth something sure yeah, yeah i'll <laughs> give him something why not how many innings will he pitch is the real question um i know obviously there's a gap now with henches being hurt I mean, those walk numbers. I forgot how, how much he walks people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's got that big uh, side on delivery, which is fun, which is... Right. Yeah, I just like to see people from different angles throw balls. I didn't realize that the ERA was so low the last two years. And this is also one of those weird cases where it's zips, just the raw one under projects what other... With the actual adjusted ones has in that. Like steamer and depth chart has him at 62 innings as opposed to 49.3. So... I mean, it's really just if you think he's going to pitch that much or if he, he doesn't really. Because if he, I, I think if this is another one where if he pitches that much, he's probably better than yeah. 4.02 ERA. Otherwise, he's just not going to be there that long. No, I think the ideal is to not see him for more than 45 innings or something like that. I mean, because yeah. he's throwing, what, 77.2 the last two, like in his entire major league career so far. And he's been, again, been effective, been lucky. You know, better be lucky than good. He's been a little bit of both. I mean, he dropped his Babbitt from 2021 rather than 22 by 50 points down to 227, basically. Will the shift rules hurt him? Maybe. Uh, I know everyone's going to see higher Babbitt, but I think he'll be worth something. I guess, just again, I just don't think we want to see him for more than, you know, 45-ish innings. That sort of a thing. Yeah, I think at least just cracks point one more somewhere down the <laughs> it, it seems <laughs> i believe it'd be so that. easy and, and he's just fun i just i want to see more of him because i like people with weird arm angles and he's definitely got oh 100 yeah he's just a, a weird funky side armor no yeah more of that please like we, we all want that it's just i wanted to do that and also <laughs> not walk everybody inside dominate you know yeah so yeah. uh next one which is our last one for this episode and for for the season, which Forever. kind of thankfully because it means we're we're into the regular season after this. It's an interesting one to end on. To Oscar Gonzalez, 
Zips has him at 134 games, 557 plate appearances, 21 home runs, 3.6% walk rate, 20.5% strikeout rate, uh, 263, 293, 468 slash, and 1.5 war is the over-under. I mean, for a conservative, for how conservative projections usually are, this is a pretty positive one, I would say. I mean, the obviously the on-base percentage is awful. You don't want him to be under 300, but as far as a guy who kind of had like a shaky profile in his first year to come out and get a a wind and a half in the second, I think would be pretty good. I guess it's probably the playing time that helps him a lot. But I mean, this is also part of the reason that I just like using the one without playing type projections because while well, the other ones are probably a little more accurate and what they will be, you can't actually know. Like it's, They're not projecting how much he'll play. There's no way to do that. You just have to know what Terry Francona is going to do and who the hell knows. Does he play 134 or like the adjusted one, say 122 games will play in? I mean, just really don't know. So I'd rather just do like like this where it's purely based on what he's played in the past and what he could mm-hmm. play now. And again, I think it's one where if he plays this much, if he's that, I mean, 105 diversity plus is not great. The home runs are nice. Um, I, I think the win total is is nice for projection, but man, I hope he walks a little bit more than that at least or strikes yeah, out a slightly at less, all. but at like, all, yeah. 3.9% walk rate, which is, I mean, 3.6, which is barely lower than last year, which is right along his minor league numbers. So it's not like this is a knock on him. It's just kind of what he's always done. But man, that is not a good place to be playing 134 games if you're uh <laughs> have a 105 WRC plus and can barely get on base and also in the outfield while Will Brennan is probably at that point sitting on the bench and Mm -hmm. with a much better stat line. I mean, you know, we've talked about it already a bunch of times um, this spring and, and, you know, over the winter, like he definitely is the most like on the razor's edge player, I think in the lineup to say the very least. I mean, I I would compare him to someone like maybe like a a Cal Quantrill to some degree in the pitching side where, a lot of things are about the bounce of the ball for him. I just feel like his entire season was like that last year too. I know I've talked about that a couple of times. I forgot how little he walked like all throughout the minors. Like he just yeah. doesn't do it. He just like, he had a couple two and two and a half seasons there where you're like, can you just not swim? Just don't swing. I don't know. Like, just give it a, <laughs> just, just, uh, just to take a beat. I don't know. Um, he was what? 1.6 in only 91 games. I would love for him to top this, but He's still the number one player, I think, on the entire team. Where I just circle him as, will we? Will this be anything more than just someone we talk about in five years? I don't know. I, I, I honestly think that there is, there's no middle ground for him in general as far as him just being some kind of random role player or what, or, or just kind of hanging around being like a solid kind of whatever. I honestly think he's going to be either a guy who's like key to the team or just disappears immediately because he just can't do what he what must be done. And, you know, he makes decent contact rates, especially in the zone, 86% and 75 overall. I'd like to see that number up a little higher, the contact rate as a whole, but just because he's so strong, too. I He is one where it's like, just because, like what you're saying with like Brennan kind of sitting on the bench and everything else going on with the in the minors, you wonder how long his leash would be. Like, if he's just dreadful, you know, like all – all April, like then, what? Where do they go from there? I think that, that's that's a real hard question to answer. I, I would love for him to be worth more than one point five wins above replacement. I, I mean, of all, because I, mean, like, I know I know we're not supposed to take anything in the happens in spring as you know gospel, but he also just didn't have a great spring. So I, I guess I'll take the over. I, again, I think it's a playing time thing, but he's still so young. It's just so frustrating for for a player like this, where I'm like. I see so much in him that I like, but because now I'm becoming a jaded old man, <laughs> I'm just like, I oh, don't know, fuck this. Just give me something more traditional. Uh. But I would love for him to be more of a, like, I don't know. All the, all the things he does well, he does very well. All the things he does poorly, he does not do. He just does them very badly. So he just doesn't really have any middle ground to his entire profile. And I almost think that, that if anything, that if things go right, that's a woefully low projection. I would expect it to be more of like in the three-ish range. Like, and I also want to mention too that in uh, Quincy's write-up of of the over/under, he brought up an interesting comp. I think we've compared him to like Tim Anderson, the kind of like free-swinging guy who makes a lot of contact. Yeah, but also purely offensively, maybe without. I mean, obviously without the uh, the pedigree coming up, but it's like, like Luis Robert Jr., which he now has last year's name. If you didn't know, he's a junior now. But didn't know. It's a very similar one. They both are one percentile chase rate. I mean, the biggest difference is. Um, Luis Robert is is great on defense, but Oscar Gonzalez is not, besides a cannon of an arm. But, I mean, they both hit the ball extremely hard when they make contact. Their problem mm-hmm. is they chase way too much. Neither of them walk at all. Um, Robert is 6% percentile, and Oscar is 4 I mean, they are very similar. I think that was a good 
good pulls he had there. That's an interesting profiles. comp, huh? What is the hell is the White Sox doing there? Getting players who I, who, who fascinate and baffle me. It's incredible. That that's been their mo for years now. Is getting players that are fascinating and baffling at the same time, and then they end up Tony Larusa as a manager and just tanking it all. So who cares? Yeah, I think that's an interesting comp if he can get there. And he's never going to have the defense, I don't think, that uh, Luis Robert has. But Mm-mm. some kind of offensive similarity would be very good for Oscar Gonzalez if he gets there. And I think he's going to probably get the over, too. I think he'll probably perform a little better. I think he'll probably play even a little less than the 134 games, which Zips has him at. Just because I think he's going to probably split time with Brandon, which in the end might help him a little more. Is he, I don't think he's been too terribly split. I can look real quick. Isn't that, I mean, he's, he's better against right. He's like reverse splits. He's better against righties. But mm, Interesting. That might have just been a one-year fluke thing, but I think in general, like seeing the opposite arm, if he does a little bit of full Brandon and plays more against righties, then maybe that bumps him up a little bit, even if he's playing a little less. But but yeah, I, I think he'll be over then compared to 1.5 war. Maybe not. I think maybe he'll walk a little more and maybe get that over 300 on base. And the 21 home runs would be very good for the Guardians if they get that. That'll be obviously a career high for Gonzalez, considering last year was his rookie year and he hit, what, 11 in 91 games? I, I think he can get to 20 over yeah, I, I, a full-ish I sort of expect it if you, if you get him 145 games, something like that. I, I mean, he's just very strong. And I think he really started, started to come into himself in the second half there. Yeah, because at 11, we, we all thought that was pretty low. And it was a long time before he hit a meaningful number of runs. So yeah, maybe next year it'll be a little quicker. And we'll, we'll see where it gets there. I, w- I would prefer Luis Robert circa 2021. I just had to take, well, you know, I'll go ahead and take that. What is it, 155 know, WRC plus? And, uh, whatever, whatever, 338, 378, 567. Yeah, 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 He's Robert Jr. Who knows? Maybe the lack of structure on the White Sox really uh, helped to tank his uh, development there with Robert. Oh, God, and maybe it's amazing again. Well, no, maybe maybe it's maybe he's finished forever. I don't know, <laughs> but no, um, I'm just thinking what with what they have in Cleveland. Again, just good. Structure. Oh yeah, if they could help him compared to what? Per- perhaps yeah. they'll just do all they can to place him in situations where he will be successful. Um, I mean, that's that's the, the biggest thing that a manager can do. Other than eat ice cream popsicles, things like that. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about it later that the the Guardians are kind of setting up other players to maybe be in positions like that with carrying three catchers and hopefully getting more at bats. That doesn't necessarily help Oscar, but it kind of shows they're trying to get more guys into places where maybe they can succeed, which would be like Arias and Brennan getting more at bats. But mm-hmm. well, the question always is like, it, is it? Better for a young player to like who's has nothing else to prove in the minors to sit on the bench or to to stay warm and work on stuff in the minors. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So if, I mean, if someone gets to play every day, like like um like Gonzalez is going to get to at least in the near term, and it's it's great for his development. Someone like Brennan or someone like that, it's like I don't know. But what else does he have to prove down south? So I don't know. Yeah, and we can just kind of use that to transition to talk about the roster because there there was a very short period of time where uh, Guardians Twitter was lit on fire because it looked like the Guardians were going to leave a spot open for the roster because they sent down both Richie Palacios, uh, who just had to be optioned to AAA, and Roman Quinn, who can opt out of his deal if he doesn't make the 40-man roster. But they were both informed they weren't making the team, so that basically set them up to have Mike Zanino, Cam Gallagher, and Mybris Valoria one of those, and the thinking was only two of them. Why would you care, possibly carry three catchers? Right? Got to have three catchers. <laughs> but apparently you got to have three catchers. Um, there's a whole thing with Ahmed Rosario posting an eyeball emojis, which sent everybody into a tizzy, but that turned out to be nothing. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, it isn't, there were, there was no trade. They didn't go out and get Brian Reynolds or Shohei Otani, which who never know. They could have, they could have been talking about it. Yeah, what the hell? We're Shohei Otani. I was promised <laughs> that, I thought. Maybe, maybe I'm hallucinating. I'm not sure. It's still coming. Don't worry. It's, it's coming down the road. But for now, we just have basically a, a two-man bench because it's just Arias and Will Brandon. I kind of don't hate this. I get where they're coming from. They kind of did it. It was what they were. It was the reason they carried three catchers in the playoffs last year. But Bo Neller never ended up seeing the field. I, I kind of like it more as a playoff thing because you're not going to need a deeper bench, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, the thinking is if if Mike Zanino is not great offensively, you can just have him take fewer at-bats. He comes up for his first at-bat, maybe, and then a second one you sub in. You, you could use both just on catcher subs if you really wanted to. Like you can bring Gabriel Arias in in a second at-bat and then put Cam Gallagher, behind, Cam Gallagher behind the plate. And then when he comes up to bat, just put in Lil Brennan if it's a key situation again. And then you got um, Valoria as the third one who probably won't see the plate at all, which is mm. fine because he's not great offensively. But 
it kind of shows that maybe they don't know if Zinino is fully healthy and ready to take on a full load for a whole season, or maybe it's just trying to squeeze every little bit they can out of what they have on the roster. Because I, I think they just really want to get Gabriel Arias and Will Brennan at bats, because it would have yeah. made just as much sense to to keep Palacios or even Roman Quinn at this point just to have another bench player. But the only real advantage here you get is you can sub out guys more often for Arias or Brennan, which I think is is interesting way to do it. I I don't know if actually the biggest thing is I don't think this will matter really. <laughs> It'll be like a week or two <laughs> where we'll have this weird situation and then they'll just get somebody else or somebody of the miners will be ready. They'll bring them up and we'll never talk about this again. And maybe it'll end up in the end, maybe it'll get Arias and Brennan one or two more at bats over the course of a couple weeks. And then this won't be a thing. This is very much a, we haven't had baseball to talk about in six months. And also it's spring training kind of <laughs> thing to talk about, but it's where we are because the roster is finalized and they got three catchers, which is, kind of unique and it's, it's i'm trying to think like how you never see it obviously because you want more bodies but yeah. i'll say too this is a rare situation where almost every single position and we never we haven't seen this very much in cleveland and going on a decade or more uh, where every position is basically you're locked in with an everyday player at every position yeah i mean outfield until further notice gonzalez has right field and the other two are locked in and then all around the diamond. Otherwise, it's like these guys are all everyday players. I, I kind of figured they'd be, they might want another lefty bat just because, or rather righty bat because Naylor is just, you know, not good at hitting lefties right now. But maybe they're hoping that he kind of makes a leap on that on that front as well. Like you said, I mean, I guess it, it's, it's a new fun chance for Terry Francona to mix and match. Um, or he won't. <laughs> he just won't use them. And then we'll just have three catches for no reason. Well, and that's it the thing. Like, either way. Like you were describing kind of what you want it to look like. And like, obviously, if Zunino clicks, then it's a moot point. They can send down Gallagher or Gloria and bring up, you know, a fourth outfielder or something. Cause it, or whatever, a utility infielder. But they, they have both of those. I think that's the value of having such vast versatility within the system. I mean, Arias can play every position. Like, if you look at the depth chart, he's basically listed as the second or third stringer of every single position. And then um, Brennan's the same thing, right? Like he can play all the outfield positions. We've seen him do it. And he's not like dazzling in any of them, but he's there. So that's a, that's quite the luxury to have, to have those three catchers in, in, in a bizarre way. I Again, I would have thought that they'd do some way to kind of mitigate Naylor's deficiencies against uh, lefty pitching, but maybe they're not worried about it. Maybe that's where Arias comes in. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's where, maybe that's where Brennan comes in. I don't know, but... Yeah, Very see... curious, to say the least, is how I would look at it, man. <laughs> and I can't wrap my head around it beyond that. Yeah, I, I could see like Arias. Would he just platoon for Naylor? Maybe is that the right? Maybe thing? I mean you can he's bring left hand, He's right handed, face... rather. I mean, right. And then you can bring in Naylor to sub against a righty later on. Yeah, I like guess... maybe there's a bigger chance that one of the catchers are facing a righty reliever or something. I mean, again, maybe they. Just... The thing with the catch, I mean, I just you get so used to it being the same guy constantly. And you always hear about how like it's important for pitching staffs to have a consistent <laughs> that right out the window, right? <laughs> figure behind there, and it's like having a team that's so built on pitching and defense. Or all these years where we were just punting on catcher offense, just completely for what felt like a hundred years, but it was more more like I guess since twenty fifteen or sixteen, I guess because Jan Gomes were just so bad, and then it just kind of continued that way. Yeah, I don't know. It's a curious choice, to say the least, and I don't know what to think about it, quite honestly, which is a bad thing for a guy who does an audio podcast to do and say, <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this, but it's just strange. Like, yeah. We all want Mike Zanino to be the 25 to 30 home run guy with mediocre on base skills and um, basically just, just pop and nothing else. Like, I'd love that, quite honestly, if we got another version of... What would be a good version that we would want? I guess the 2021 version of Mike Zanino is what we really want. Yeah, exactly. We want, we want Mike Zanino of old, just not the one that was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not immediate old. Just, uh, yeah, just a little, little bit old. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's been there. It's it, It'll be interesting. I, I think it'll also depend on how quickly Bo Naylor looks like he's ready. Yeah. Um, because either Gallagher. Gallagher? Gallagher. 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 I'm um, Gallagher. I, I assume when they're... When they don't need him anymore, they'll just be probably DFA'd because they're going to be. You can't just option them. They've been in the majors too long. Well, I guess Valoria hasn't. He, neither of them have any options though. So just DFA him when they're done. Because um, you also have Lavastida, who's just not. Um, unless they DFA him to make room for one of those two, because that's another thing. They still need to make two moves before. I, I would assume that has to be by Wednesday, or is it going to be opening day where they have to make the final 
roster. But whenever that is, the roster's full, so they need to find a way to get those guys on there. And then I would assume when when no, they find out the nail is ready, whether well, it's just a couple weeks in AAA or a couple months, then they're going to bring him up and he'll be... I would assume at that point you're fine with just the Zanino and Naylor and have like a, a more traditional bench, but yeah, I, I just don't know how long they're going to do it, and I don't think it's going to be honestly that that huge of a deal <laughs> either way. Um, it was kind of exciting there for a little bit. I thought maybe they would be signing somebody. I, I also kind of thought that maybe Arias's hand was hurt, and they were going to bring up like um, Andrew Kinsman mentioned this in the comments. I thought it was a decent idea at the time if Arias was still hurt to bring up bring back Tyler Freeman. And just sort of have like a two-man bench, but not have to put Arias on the the injured list. But also, Arias is a backup in today's game. By the time this airs, the game will be over, so we know if he actually played. But it looks like he's healthy, which is obviously good news after he got hit in the hand. So that won't be a thing. I, I was just kind of excited for Tyler Freeman to get another shot anyway, but I don't think that's going to happen. Tyler so. Freeman madness. It's ridiculous. Listen, it's going to work. One of these days, he's going to come up. No, he's going to be the next Stephen Kwan, but on the infield with his jack and neck, and he's going to hit 20 home runs. And I will end him. With a 380 on base percentage, and you'll all be jealous. <laughs> I wonder why you ever doubted Tyler Freeman. Um, single, single, yeah. single, 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 single. Stop out, it. Out, out. Never, never. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the roster is fine. Like the, anything other than that stick out to you? Because like you said, I think every other position is pretty much solid. I mean, the starting rotation is nothing was going to change there no matter what. I don't think anything yeah. could happen in spring to change what that was the bullpen i think tim heron starting in the bullpen is kind of interesting hunter gaddis um he's gonna come out so wet out of that bullpen man he's gonna be we want it like crazy. we want it real bad yes <laughs> he's gonna sprint out of there all that hair is gonna be soaked just dripping um, who hosed him down <laughs> what's going on here no i love it yeah that, that's pretty much it i mean, I mean annual de los santos uh, hunter gaddis tim heron james karen chakula morgan nick sandlin trevor stefan in class A, obviously, so it's that's a still a pretty good, a pretty great reliever core. I mean, unless somebody takes a huge step back, I think Trevor Steffen, like we talked about, is over under that splitter is real. And then I think Class A Bob Nightingale picked him to win the Cy Young, which probably means he's going to be terrible. But what <laughs> he did, yeah, I, he I don't know if he saw, but Nightingale picked the Guardians to win the World Series. I did see that <laughs> in Emmanuel Class A to win the Cy Young, so we're doomed. But uh, the bullpen looks fun. <laughs> uh, but anything stick out to you besides just, I mean. No, not really. I mean, you know, I just, everything was kind of as I expected. Uh, nothing too zazzy. Um, it will be, complete, you know, I, I love it because you see it and it's going to be completely different in like a month and then different oh, yeah. again. <laughs> and like, it all makes sense right now until we look back and like, what the hell? I do think that made sense. So yeah, oh, uh, we went on to order here, but uh, I'm at Rosario. That was the other thing before we yeah. get to our bold predictions. I wanted to talk about the, the whole thing that started that, which I think even it's what started reporters asking him about this because when this whole thing was going down i don't know if it was completely coincidental or he was just messing with everybody my theory is he was just messing with everybody because tristan mckenzie has done this before where he just tweets out eyeballs and then goes why are you guys so worried about my tweets they're just tweets and i mean they're teammates in the same locker room so i'm sure they talked to each other and enjoyed how fun that was messing with people but ahmed rosario while it was while guardians twitter was kind of wondering like what is this open spot for what's going on he just tweeted three eyeballs and then when everybody saw that and reacted to it, he tweeted three eyeballs with three arm flexes. <laughs> I think he was just messing around having fun with people. But maybe he's very strong now. Maybe he is very strong. He did. I think he had a home run the day there after, you go. after he tweeted it. So and we just had one of my bold predictions: thirty-five yeah. home runs. Okay, <laughs> yeah, very good. But yeah, I, and then somebody asked him, and he said that Chris Antonetti and uh, Mike Chernoff were talking to his agent about an extension. He said he doesn't know anything solid about a deal, but there's also no deadline for opening day or anything. He just likes being in Cleveland, which I think is. Is really cool of him. He's currently nice here on a one-year deal. Yeah, it's uh, kind of the same thing as Jose Ramirez, which is a guy, obviously, he wants him here. Last year, he joked that he'd give him $40 million to stay. Right, I don't believe deal. for a second he wouldn't do that. <laughs> I think <laughs> in a heartbeat, if you get his friend to stay, he would, but that doesn't mean it'll happen. I think part of this also is just kind of Ahmed being a savvy person. And like it's kind of the same thing on a very lower money scale that Francisco Lindor did, which is like seeing how much he loves this place and putting all the onus on the owners to make them move and give them a ton of money. I mean, this is yeah. like the exact same playbook. Like, I want to be here. I love it here. There's no, I mean, I get, Francisco Lindor gave him more of a deadline, I guess, because he had slightly more leverage. But but in the same boat, like, Ahmed's going to take make a bunch of money in the offseason, mostly just because of how awful the free agent shortstops are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> in the athletic, it was like, Zach Meisel ran it down. It was Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Nick Ahmed, Gio Rochelle, and Brandon Crawford are his competition. Stars. So he's going to make like $120 million next year. So yeah, I think he's just kind of, it's a mix of he was messing with people. and I think so too. I think he's also kind of playing, I think the answer that he gave today was kind of just being savvy about it and putting all the onus on ownership to sign him. And if they don't, he can look back and say like, 
oh, I wanted to stay. I love the city. They just didn't offer me enough. I said all the nice things. Look at me. I'm good now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I understand. I'm, I'm fine with him moving on this issue. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm too. That's that was the next point. Is I don't. I'm fine if they don't. I'm I'm fine if they do too. I'm not. But I think it just makes so much sense to leave him here for a year and let him walk. It, last year would have been too early. There's no sense to like rock the boat. But let him finish it out here, and then you've got Freeman and Arias who have a year more to develop. You've got Rocchio. Um, Rocchio would probably be ready next year. Uh, Angel Martinez is closer. So, but then I'm, but if you sign him for more than that, like then he's just blocking guys and he's an average bat at their deepest position, which I don't that's know the thing. Like, like, you, like you said, he's going to get a hundred million dollars. What is that? Is that a four year, 25 million a year? Is it five years at 20? Is it whatever? I mean, you always forget, also forget how young he is. So like, he's going to be just 27 this year. I mean, quite honestly, I think we're probably going to get his best year this year. And uh, he's you know, been very effective the last two seasons. What he had a, I mean, 283, 316, 406 in Cleveland. Not bad at all. You take that with decent defense. I mean, yeah, I think he's probably screwing around. I mean, that's a fun one of the fun parts of being famous in a thing that is, you know, inconsequential is you can just dick around on on, on, on you know on wherever. And it I'm surprised matter. more it's, people don't do it more often, quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing that all the time. Yeah, just flip people's wigs and have a great time. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, why not? Like, come on. Like, we, we live in such a stupid world as it is. Just make it a little more goofy. Just give us baseball. We, we always would need something else to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just, I, I'd love to hear what that, what any kind of extension talk looks like. Like, like hey, we'll give you, would it have been like a buyout this year and then another two years? I don't even know. Like, I would, if I were that him, I wouldn't take that because that would be like maybe $60 million for three years. They wouldn't get it anyway. So, yeah, yeah. If I'm him, I, I think it's better for everybody if he just plays out this year and is amazing, and then gets a huge payday after the season. I agree. I think he should be MVP caliber, and you should help carry them to a World Series, and then leave. And you know, just everybody's do, uh, happy. Just, yeah, just like uh, Anthony Rendon, except without the sad ending where he's not, where he's dead <laughs> well, now. Apparently, he's sad with money, so I think he's well, fine. Yeah, yeah, he's he's money sad. You know, that's <laughs> he's fine. money sad. It's the best kind of sad. Yeah. I was having money sad. I have no money sad. This sucks. <laughs> just sad, sad. <laughs> and I'm just normal sad. Uh. So um, our last thing, we'll wrap up our last, basically last segment before the regular season, because the next time we talk, it'll be after a couple games, which is... Thank God. We're going to have so many meatballs to talk about, Merritt. Oh, we're going to use uh-huh. the sound effect again. It's going to be so good. Meatballs. So good. Uh, we're very excited, now, everybody. <laughs> I figured we'd do bold predictions, but kind of... Um, with sort of a twist. I mean, the, the, we're, what we're going to do is just figure out who gets more of these right. They're not going to be just one big way out there bold prediction. You want it to kind of be right enough that it's bold, but then also the twist is the other person has to accept it into our little competition. So there's going to be well. back and Who's forth. recording these? What? Who's recording these? What do you mean? Who's writing them down so we can judge them at the end of the I'll year? just listen later. We'll forget anyway and never go back to it. But... <laughs> I'll, I'll write it down afterwards when I'm editing and keep track of... Our, yeah, we'll get around to it, whatever. Yeah. Making a little graphic and we'll, we'll figure it out that way. But yeah, I'll start with one of mine first if you want. Go ahead, yeah. Let, let, let me are, hear what you got. <laughs> trying to find these little like nooks and crannies for bold predictions that are just enough is actually really fun. It's kind of like looking for meatballs, which is also fun. Delicious. Yeah, delicious, delicious. I mean, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, so my first one is Ahmed Rosario finishes in the top 15 in stolen bases and is a WRC plus under 100. So finishes top fifteen in the league of stolen bases, but is below average. That is bold, man. I think he was sixth <laughs> on the team. Like that's I don't know. Last year, at eighteen stolen bases and finished twenty seventh. So his career high is twenty four, and number five last year would have been twenty one, or number fifteen last year would have been twenty one stolen bases. Why do you think he'll do this? Because he's, he's so fast, man. But he's been so unaggressive. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think mean, he'll be aggressive. I think the bases. I mean, everybody's going to be more aggressive with the bases. I am but I feel like he's going to be That's true. super aggressive. Yeah, I've always viewed him as more of an action on the base pads runner as opposed to a stolen base runner, if that makes sense. A first to third yeah, kind of true. guy as opposed to whatever. I guess I, I mean, on under 100, I don't know. I guess WRC pluses are getting kind of weird this year because of the the, the, um, the, the spike. And, no, because he's going to have a really high batting average on balls in play. Hmm. I have lots going on in my head right now. <laughs> hmm. 326 was his bad this year. And it'll probably go up to like 340 like it was in 2021. Hmm. And he's had, he's had 24 was his highest. Yeah, 25 was high. So he's been there before. And I think with this uh, new basis, he'll be a little more comfortable. Maybe he'll draw a couple more walks. Well, to be clear, that, 
2018 was a very inefficient stolen base. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he made it, man. He is ready to steal bases. He will run. Jesus, that was bad. He's very 66%. Wow, that's crazy. Not a good player that year. Or with the Mets ever, really. But No, no. He had a, he was a, lots of uh, talent and uh, lots of potential and nothing realized yet. So, And, and we're reaping the benefits. <laughs> um, all right, man. I love your bold prediction. It's bolder than I thought it would be. Mine are not that bold, usually. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, <laughs> I even had a concession ready in case you didn't say that was bold enough. I was going to say I'd add Miles Straw. I would say both of them finished in top 15. With WRC Plus is under 100. Now I don't have to, though. Miles right. Straw was closer. Miles Straw was 16th last year. Yeah, that I can see happening. Maybe he should have been less. Maybe that would have been less bold, but <laughs> just, well, but just on that Rosario. I was going to say saying, both. Saying he'd have a sub 100 WRC Plus, like, that's not bold enough. <laughs> not like, bold come enough. on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have one of the books. Ahmed Rosario right. finishes in the top 15 of stolen bases and is a WRC Plus under 100, is my first. Well, one. let's hang out in the stolen base world. Oh, it's fun here. I think that Stephen Kwan, Jose Ramirez, Miles Straw and Andres Jimenez will combine to steal 100 bases. <laughs> Jesus. All right, hold on now. <laughs> I'll put the old fangrass page. All right, who all is this that's combined to steal 100? Jimenez, Kwan, Straw, Ramirez. So Last year they stole each. 20, let's see, 20, 19, and 21. So they stole 80 last year between the four of them. You know, there's not as much back and forth as I thought there would be because I also think this one is really bold. <laughs> Do you? Oh, all right. <laughs> all going to be bumped up that much? That's a, that's a pretty I'm... big leap for to assume. Like, mine is assuming one player gets a bit higher. Well, this Matt, is assuming four players. Jeff, here's the thing. Teams. I've gotten into sports gambling lately, and I really like parlays. So <laughs> <laughs> This is actually just Merritt's parlay hour right now. <laughs> think i do so what 100 that's what you have 100 combined so as a team just for clarity's sake they sold 119 total all and last most of year. that was five players <laughs> was... and most of it well 80 of that was five players yeah. you throw in one more guy <laughs> all of a sudden like i'm fascinated by the spike that we're going to see in stolen bases i don't know if it's going to be as big as i think it'll be but i want well, to I wanna make you add one more thing i want you to pick out of those who will be the top um, so they steal 100 bases, and yes. who would steal the most out of those four? Stephen Kwan is going to steal the most. Oh, my God. All right. I'll, I'll take he did, that. He sure. did last year, so there you go. <laughs> no, he did. He, oh, am I looking at projections? No, I'm not. He had... Uh, yeah, it's, it's 20. I'm looking at Miles Straw. Shit. Yeah, oh, I was going to say. Do you understand Miles Stephen Kwan will steal the most. <laughs> oh, is it still, still Stephen Kwan? Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, because he'll, he'll okay. be on base the most of those guys oh, when you yeah, think about it. Yeah, I, I think I am with you that I think everybody will be more aggressive next year with the bigger bases. Maybe it won't. I don't, be like I don't think it's the bases. I think it's the honestly. I think it's the thrower thing. I think that's really going to open up a lot that's more right, stolen yeah. bases than we. Because um, what's going to happen too? Sometimes you're going to have guys like throw over the third and like they'll go on that one, but then they'll get picked off. So it's going to add an extra little wrinkle there, if you will. So I was watching. Um, was it Tennessee? Some college game too, where he, he the the bed, the pitcher stepped off and like he he didn't want to throw, but the last second he remembered he had to try or just be an automatic a ball. So he just kind of like chucked the ball right into the dirt on accident and it advanced the runner. I wonder if that's going to happen. I'm sure like guys who've been around forever, maybe not, but I think it'll happen. I don't think guys who've been around forever might happen to more. I think it'll happen. No, I think because you get that one second where your brain just like clicks back and then you're like, Oh shit. (laughs) You just kind of drop the ball and then somebody advances. But I mean, it's still sports. So yeah, there's lots of instinct in there. So they're like, Oh no. uh." (laughs) Yeah. But I think that might happen a little bit. Maybe that was, does that count as a stolen base? I'm sure it does. Right. Or is that like I don't a wild know. Pitch? Could it count as a wild pitch or a pet? Like, that's the thing. You know, there was an article on, I think it was like on Defector or something. But like, how do you score a strikeout based on like if you, like like what could you? It can't be a backward. Like you know, it's like silly little scoring things like that. What do you do? You know what I mean? Like, how do you score the fact the guy struck out because he didn't get in the box in time? Is it a lying <laughs> down K? I don't know. Yeah, I hope it is. <laughs> yeah, K on the ground. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, Jose Ramirez, Andres Jimenez, Stephen Kwan, Miles, Stephen Kwan, Miles Straw combined for 100 stolen bases, and Stephen Kwan leads the four of them. Why did I say Stephen Kwan? Shit. Oh, you did. It's locked in. <laughs> I locked it in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if, last chance. You want to change it to Miles Straw? No, no, no. I already okay. said it, and, you know, it's fine. All right. Uh, my next one is uh, we're going to go to less. somebody who's not going to steal a whole lot of bases. We'll switch gears a little bit. 
I'm going to say by midseason, Josh Naylor is in a full platoon, and he sets a, but he also sets a career high in home runs. And to, to clarify a little bit, full platoon, I'm going to assume like in the second half, he doesn't have more than two starts against a lefty pitcher. So I think whether that's Arias or literally anybody else is always starting for him mm-hmm, at DH mm-hmm. or first, but he still finishes with the most with the career high in home runs. I can't tell if that's bold or just a thing I hate. Uh, see, <laughs> His th- th- career high right now is twenty, which is at last year, obviously because he played a lot. But right, right, right. I, I mean, more the platoon thing is where I'm. Oh like, yeah, oh I hate it too. I want him to try oh, no. and not be platoon. But I think so. That's... If I agree with you, am I agreeing that will happen that it is bold, or am I agreeing that it will happen and I hate it? I can't tell right now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trapped. Well, see, from your perspective, you're saying you're going to agree to it because you don't want it to happen. Because I, I agree to it then see? because you're dumb. <laughs> you go, exactly. You don't. You want. You want to agree because there's no possible way it'll happen, and you'll get a point in this case because I won't get the prediction. Okay. Deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's a bold. I don't like it either. It's just kind of a thing I looked at and thought, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Mine's way more. My next one is also him based. Uh... Oh, him based. There you go. <laughs> I just said he'll hit 25 home runs, but that's not bold enough, is it? That's not bold. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. He will hit 25 home runs, and he will – I don't know if it's stolen bases. That's no fun. He will have a better than 2-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. So he will strike out less than twice as much as when he walks. Last year, he was 80 strikeouts to 38 walks. I'm thinking more like 155, 160, something like that. Hmm. Yeah. So he's never done that yet, right? So was it still the 25 home runs plus that? Is that what you're doing? Yes. So 25 dingers and his plate discipline goes up. I could go, I could do it through, you know, um, walk rate instead if you'd prefer. <laughs> no, I'm fine with the two to one ratio, I think. Okay. I'm just looking at like, all, all right. his projections actually, despite the fact that he's never done that, like every projection has him doing that. All right, perfect. I'm, I'm a genius. Steamer, thank you. I guess thank Steamer you is just under. If it's Steamer, you're going to be so close, but lose. Yeah, but. well, fuck Steamer. I hate them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll take that. Because twenty, I don't think twenty five is that bold. I think he's just going to do that. Um, I think he's going to do that too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It wasn't very bold yeah. at all. But I think adding on the the better plate discipline, maybe maybe because the thinking there is if he doesn't, if he hits more home runs, maybe it's it's more bold because he's not going to have better plate discipline. He's going to be swinging more, not taking as many walks. Or he's getting lots of good pitches because he's been more, you know, choosy, and thus he's able to hit more meatballs. Well, that would mean I want to make it worse for you then. Oh, oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on uh, I didn't say anything just now. That was all me lying. I was a liar earlier. <laughs> no, I think I think that's good. 25 home runs, a 2-to-1 walk to strikeout ratio. Or better. Or better. Yeah. Yeah. So he just has to strike out. Like like the uh, the Zips projection is 8.2% walk rate, 15.6% strikeout rate, which that is overall a Zips projection. Like I know it's only 117 WRC+, plus, which is exactly what he had last year, but it's a good season for old Josh Naylor. I know, old. I love his photo on, on Baseball Reference also. He looks like a psychopath. It's oh, I'm sure there's no other way to get a picture of him. It's just, <laughs> so it's just the way he is. <laughs> what a nice smile yeah. he has. What a good boy. My next one. So last year, when we just I think we just did one bull prediction for fun. We didn't make it a whole segment. But mine, of course, was that last year I said uh, Gavin Williams would start a game for the Guardians. And I was wrong. So naturally, I'm going to double down on that. I'm going to say he starts of course. <laughs> <laughs> at least five games for the Guardians this year. Five games. Five games. Hmm. Gavin Williams starts five games for the Actually, Cleveland. Actually, I'm going to change it to no, no, five games. Starts five games. For the hmm. Gavin Williams starts five games. Sorry, I was looking at some stuff real quick. Oh, you're fine. My reasoning. Um, which, which... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hear your your mad ramblings. <laughs> Go on. I think the only reason he's not rated higher anywhere is health, and I think. Like that's a thing where if he proves it right away, I think yeah. he's fine. He proves he's healthy. He, he dominated Double A last year. I think he'll do it in Triple A. Um, and I think at some point Zach Plesac will be fired under the sun. And Gavin, Williams I want more starts. Place. Then you want more starts? More starts. That's a lot of starts. All right. So I have five. I, five. I disagree. <laughs> so what if I change it to what? What if my concession is that he pitches? He has more starts than Zach Plesac. No, nah, that sounds like one of mine. 
(laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Um, So like, how about this? Give me a, give me a month that he'll do this by. And it can't be September. Wait, so what? What? What if I think it just is by September though? So you, I don't think it's bold enough at all. <laughs> well, um, so you're saying my prediction ought to be that he's not just like end of the year, last year. Correct, Amundo. He is yeah. called up to actually do things. Yes, to help the team in the middle of the summer <laughs> or something. You can say May. I love that. <laughs> I don't like. Oh, well, I like that, but I don't think that'll happen. What if I say he'll pitch? Hold on, I gotta look up a comparison to somebody. <laughs> What, what if I give you a number of innings I think he'll pitch? All right. Yeah, give me a number okay. of innings. Let me look at some pitchers. Let's see. Five starts? You figure he's starting going six. That's 30. What about 70 innings? So maybe he comes up. Then I have, then I can kind of hedge the bet against maybe he's reliever for a while. Yeah, I'll take reason. that. Sure. Idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin Williams pitches at least 70 innings. <laughs> Sure, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh, no man. That. Screwed that one. Listen, I thought my first compromise was good about pitching one Zach, please, Zach. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a jerk. I work in sales. I do, no, I do negotiations constantly. You, <laughs> you just call them idiots after they're done. <laughs> they Thanks, you moron. <laughs> Click. Um, yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, 70 innings. I, I think, yeah, that that's like more. That's Connor Pilkington plus. Pilkington was 15 games, 11 starts. He was 58 innings. I think he could come up and fill the Pilkington hole even better than Pilkington did. <laughs> that is a phrase I'll never use again. Yeah, I'm good with that. 70 innings for Gavin Williams. What's your uh, what's your next one? Okay, uh, Aaron Savali, uh, three-plus wins above replacement. All right, hold on now. His highest, I'm going by baseball reference because I pay for that one, is uh, <laughs> it's 2.2, and that was in 2021. So you think like about three? Yes. Wait, what? His highest? Wow, that's weird. His highest ever is only two points. Well, he's only ever, the most innings he's ever thrown is 124. So, you know, durability has always been a question mark for him. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the weird thing is on fan graphs in 2021, he had 0.8 fan graphs. But I guess they go by a different, I think they do RA9, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because his RA9 was dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> it was 4.05. A little different, yeah. Um... It's, it's, it's the best season, but I also I believe in Aaron Savali in a weird way. Damn it. <laughs> so I can't just give that to you. Um, yeah, I'm going to make it weird. Hold on. Okay. Well, well, how weird are we going to make it here, buddy? <laughs> Let me hop on over to his baseball savant page. What if I gave you an ERA mark also? Fuck that, no. Okay. That's too easy. Actually, give yeah. me an ERA instead, and then I'll give you a modifier for it. You want an ERA instead? Instead, I want you to okay. Give me I think he's gonna have a sub three six ERA. Sub three six. Okay. All right. And I also want you to tell me: Does he throw his cutter or four seamer more? Cutter. Okay. Okay. Because it was, yeah, I like I like that. Because then you're gonna add you're you're saying that he's gonna keep using what he did last year, which was use his cutter a lot, and then be better than last year, basically. Correct, Amundo. Yeah, I like that. What was the ERA you said again? Uh, three six, yeah, right. yeah. Click those buttons. The winner of this gets a uh, Jim Tomey batting practice jersey that I got <laughs> mailed to me by my godfather for some reason. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, I like that one. All right, what's your next one, big man? So this one I added the last second because I didn't have okay. five. I just realized, but um, okay. So my next one then is going to be that Tristan McKenzie pitches two hundred innings next year. Oh man, that is bold. Yeah, I'll take that. Sure, hundred percent <laughs> straight oh, up. That's not yep. good. Oh, <laughs> hold on now. <laughs> that, that was one. I'm sorry. He just hit four. I know. That's why I was. That's why I thought it was bold. Because last year he pitched 191. So without any other context, I don't think maybe it's super bold. But also, but the fact that he's Tristan McKenzie and he, I don't think he'll throw 200 innings. So that's what I'm okay. saying. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. So that's why I think it's bold because I, I also don't think he'll throw 200 innings. But I, I think it's. 
attainable but very bold. All right, now let's go with it then. I, I like I, it. I want I, it to happen. I don't like how I do too. I don't like how quickly you accepted it, but okay, um, you know, fine. Let's let's add a modifier then. Give me a no, strikeout no, no, you're total. Good. Nope, you're done. No, 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 no. Give me a strikeout total. <laughs> it's, it's already bold enough. Way. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Come on now. I get to have a really a 170 strikeouts. 170 strikeouts? Come on. The 200 innings is already ridiculous. Let me have a really easy strikeout. <laughs> so you're saying he's going to get worse at striking people out? Is that <laughs> what you're telling me right now? Because he had, he had 190 he and 191 innings last year. He's working the edges, and he's... I am literally just doing a strikeout when I know I'm not going to miss. This is he's pitching to contact now. Okay, that's fine. That's... <laughs> if, we're, if we're going the parlay route, this is like picking the plus 5,000 team, just as an added one at the end. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> and 170 uh, strikeouts. There we go. Good as new. So what's Here's your, my next uh, one. You want to hear it? It's good. It's, I'm sure it's good. It's, uh, it's about Oscar Gonzalez, and it's how he's going to have 50 extra base hits. I thought that was going to be home runs. I was gonna... 50 oh, extra base hits. <laughs> <laughs> extra base hits. Last year, he out. had okay. 39, 38. Oh, that's not bold enough. No, no. No? He only played 91 games last year. I think he's going to probably get more than that. Okay. Because, I mean, if we, as we mentioned, like his power didn't blossom very late. Um, okay, 50 extra base hit. Okay, how about... <laughs> 60 how to word start. this. <laughs> uh, 60 and 40 of them are doubles. So what, did he get any triples last year? He had, no. No. So you're just saying 20 home runs, 40 doubles flat kind of thing. I think he'll hit triples. Oh, so fewer home runs then. Or I mean fewer than 20 home runs. Yes. Well, or more than 20 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. At what? least 20 home runs, basically. <laughs> well, no, because if he has 60 extra base hits, 40 or doubles. Yeah. and then Or more. I, I'm fine with him having more than 60 extra base hits is what I'm saying. Oh, I got you. Okay, so at least yeah. 60 That is his extra floor. Base hits and 40 floor doubles. of 60 extra base hits and more than 40 home runs. Or, 40 I'm, doubles. Jesus. 40, 40 home doubles. runs. Lock, <laughs> lock it in. Oh, no. 40 doubles. Okay. I like that one. That's, All right. I think that's, that's fairly bold. I think 50 extra base hits is not that bold, but I think 60 with 40 doubles locked in there is, is pretty bold. Thank you. Now, we're not doing this... Uh, this thing where like a home run is technically a double. <laughs> it's still got <gone. laughs> No, it's, come back it's with two me. doubles, if We're talking in, in November after the Guardians win the World Series. We try to do that on Kansas Podcast. It's both two doubles and one and a third <laughs> triples. So a home That's run counts math, as maybe. four hits, actually. <laughs> two, du- no, no, two doubles, a triple and a third, four singles, and a home run. So one over five. Yeah. It's all the, the things I just said is what a home run is. Also, a single counts as an extra base hit because you're getting one more base than zero. So that's extra. Boom, got him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, My last one, which I think I'm fine with this. Stephen Kwan is the lowest strikeout rate in the majors. No, of course he will be. Come on. No, Luis Arias still exists. Yeah, he he sucks. (laughs) He's on the Marlins now. He's got. Yeah, exactly. He's going to face Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander and Aaron Nola and Will in New York anymore. He's uh He definitely actually. is in New York, actually. Oh, he signs you're, you're thinking of Jacob oh, DeGrom. I'm thinking of Jacob DeGrom, aren't I? Yeah. So you think Arias, who was... I mean, that was it was a big... It was a sizable gap. Arias was 7.1%. Stephen Cohen was 94 And then Obels was grouped together. No, I need something more from you. I need <laughs> it's, a, it's just being greedy. I know. Uh, I need um, a triple count. I'm not giving you a triple count. Get out of here. What about he okay. pushes his on-base percentage over 380? Okay. That's fine with me. I like okay. that. That'll do. I don't know how many triple Stephen Kwan's going to get. I think he'll have Seven. 10, personally, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think he'll strike out less and then maybe even close to the same if you think Arias just jumps into a dumpster down there and then you know, with the Marlins. He already plays on a dumpster team. It's going to be another garbage team. But yeah, I think so Stephen Kwan leads the league in strikeout percentage and pushes his on base percentage over 380 okay which is one hell of a sophomore season damn that'd be fun that'd be a good season i'd like that yeah let me just okay we're down to my last one yep that was my last one too this will be five for each okay here's a fun one it's about zach plezak oh boy zach plezak will have fewer innings pitched than logan allen okay this is why you didn't want me to do my (laughs) my awesome (laughs) gavin williams one (laughs) 
We're just I thought that was so good when I came up with that. I'm like, we're just yeah. burying Zach Lewis. <laughs> just under different random prospect pitches. I mean, at least Gavin Williams is a highly touted one. I mean, Logan Allen is fine. Uh, I, I think Logan Allen is probably like the, the higher floor one. Shut up. <laughs> um, let me see here. Why don't you do what I was going to do with Gavin Williams? Tell me that Logan Allen is going to pitch more, start more games than Zach Plezak will. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good one. That's a, yeah, I like that one a lot. I mean, I, think it's I like that one too. That's why I thought of it was Gavin Williams. <laughs> Well, that's I why I stole it from you in no, the know, last right? second, you fool. <laughs> As I was saying mine, I heard you in the back. I'm frantically typing Logan Allen. Well, well, welcome to the trick zone. I drew you right in. <laughs> Got him again. I do like that both of us just immediately assume Zach Plezak is straight in the toilet. Just gone. Cut <laughs> <laughs> bait and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> my my thinking with the Gavin Williams one was that he would. It, it wouldn't be that he'd replace him. It would be a series of pitchers would replace Zach Plezak until he eventually get to Gavin Williams. And he sticks. Mine is also that, but I just figured that um, Logan Allen will just have a run of like 10 stars where he's just like fine. You know, it's like, oh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Logan Allen was already in AAA. He wasn't good in AAA, but he he pitched in AAA. If he's, if he's fine to start the year next year, he's 24. I think he'd come up relatively early if Plezak is just hurling turds out there and not good. A lot of starts out there we picked up and we got Kirk McCarty. It got two starts last year. Oh, yeah, remember that. <laughs> Hunter Gaddis and Xavier and Curry. Cody Morris had five stars. I was, was going to do Cody Morris, and I remembered he got hurt. Yeah, I um, mean, even still, I think that'd be a valid one because I think if whenever he gets healthy, I think he's probably the first one to get a bunch of starts. If they think, yeah, probably. Can, yeah, he's, I think he's. I mean, right? If you if you go on ML or on on Guardians dot com, I mean, obviously the depth chart is not finalized or anything like that, but he is listed as their sixth pitcher, their sixth starter. So. You know, yeah, I think he's probably the the closest and most talented. I mean, he's also twenty six, which yeah, it's crazy considering he was last year's debut. Yeah, yeah twenty three yeah. innings of the debut season. Well, he's constantly injured. You know, he, he, he had Tommy John surgery and then again and sucked. Man, remember Nolan Jones being on the team last year? Jesus, I do remember that. The the Rockies optioned him already. God, so, I can't uh, wait for Baseball trade. Reference to switch over to twenty twenty three stats so I can stop looking at this old team. Damn, one of my favorite moments. I think with that, Barrett, uh, I, was, I think that was a fun way to do bold predictions that are just giving one and calling it a day. I'm I sure agree. we'll remember. I'm going to try to make this into a thing tomorrow and make a little graphic for it for our bold predictions. Ooh, a graphic. Look at this guy, eh? Who agrees? Oh, Mr. Right? Graphic Design. Graphic Design is his passion. That's course, what they call it. As we all know. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, leave a review on the podcast if you've made it this far on Spotify, Apple iPod, Cast, Apple Podcast. I think transferring over really erased all of our Apple Podcast reviews. So if you like the podcast, just give us Awesome. Quick five stars. Leave a, a nice kind word if you want to. It helps uh, make, help people find us and all that good stuff. Find us at coveringthecorner.com, at coverthecorner on Twitter. I'm Matt R.O.Y. Merritt is at Merrill Lunch, like Merrill Lynch with lunch. Woo. And uh, Merritt, talk to you next week. See you.